Hey everybody, welcome to Between the Lions, a bi-weekly bite-sized oral history of the ongoing mission by the musical collective known as My Soul Among Lions to put all 150 psalms from the Bible to music. My name is Nathan Albertson. I'm your humble and obedient host, contributor, lyricist, rejected lyricist for My Soul Among Lions. Got Phil Moyer over there, Pastor Phil. He is one of the main producers of My Soul Among Lions. How are we doing, Phil? Doing great. I'm glad to hear it. And of course, Jake Mensel, Pastor Jake, also contributor, lyricist, many other things to My Soul Among Lions, man of many hats. How are we doing, Jake? I'm doing well. How are doing you? Doing well. Wearing one of your favorite hats, the podcaster hat. Oh, yeah, baby. Today. Oh, yeah, baby. And speaking of oh, yeah, baby, that's what I said when I heard we were going to talk about one of the greatest songs that My Soul Among Lions has done, in my opinion. Just going to throw that out there to start with. Psalm 6, Lord how long? What do you guys remember about this song? I think this was my second contribution, and I don't think that there is a song that I have written that I was more that I've been more precious about mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was really pers- I really put my heart and soul into writing the lyric. I was just was really really anxious that it be treated well musically, and not entirely sure what that would mean or what it would look like. Right. I was pretty tied up in knots about it, to be honest, because I I had bought hard into, we'd done, I think Jody and I had done Psalm 2 and Psalm 5 at this point. And then I had these lyrics for Psalm 6 and I'd bought hard into the idea that we told you about on the Psalm 2 episode, which is, you know, we actually don't need to be over the top, melodramatic, whatever. The lyrics stand by themselves and, you know, something that has a lighter touch can actually be more effective in communicating the emotions we want to communicate. And so I sent this to Jody, and I got back this melody that, first of all, was going to require me to change the lyrics because it didn't fit rhythmically what he wanted to do melodically and a melody that I was afraid was just going to be too heavy. Right. And I, I got really nervous about it and uptight and uh, went behind Jody's back and asked Phil to write a melody for it. And and I did. And he did. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and what ended up happening because of all this is the song got iced for a while. Mm-hmm. I was just really in knots about it. And I, I don't think I gave Jody or Phil the freedom to feel like they could either, either one of them go forward. That's a hard thing. This is this is um, by its very nature collaborative work and it's really vulnerable. Like if you're writing a novel, the only person that you have to blame if the novel isn't everything that it should be is yourself. But if Jake writes lyrics and then he hands them over and if he's really excited about them and then somebody else is going to write a melody that he's not happy with or ask him to change things, like that's just, you can feel like you're really putting yourself out there and you're really trusting somebody else to grab the baton and, and run with it in a way that will be effective and not drop the baton yeah and it's just like it can be hard yeah and it was hard and it was another i think it was sort of the inverse process by the time it was all said and done for me in my working relationship with jody as it was uh, as psalm 5 was for him i think i don't know i really got the impression that when i got done with psalm 5 that was a real turning point where he felt like he could actually trust me as a lyricist. By the time he got done with Psalm, we got done with Psalm 6, I felt I can trust Jody with the music here and I don't need to be, I can just let go and let, and that was a really important thing. And I actually, I actually really liked what Philip did with the music too, but it was clear at the end of the day, by the time it was all said and done, that the version that you know 
was the version. Well, I think we we kind of had to take that road to come back to that conclusion. I heard Jody's, and I thought, oh, it's it's fine, it's nice. But I heard what you're saying. You know, I wish there was a lighter way to pull this off. And I thought, yeah, I could do that, and yeah. came up with something. And it was also one of the earlier ones that I was setting, and so I was fighting for my psalm to be or my version. Yeah. You know, my musical take. I think we were all precious with it in many ways. Yeah, well, we've definitely felt like this song needed to be special. Mm-hmm. Which and is funny we had because our own takes on what was special. I I, just, I don't understand because this song is really not anything that I, I think anyone can relate to. It's just about uh, <laughs> bones languishing in sorrow, heart trapped within a cage. I think most of us lead triumphant Christian lives. We're basically happy. That's uh, we don't suffer. And we have we, everything that we, we want. And God doesn't discipline us. And we, sin, we certainly yeah. don't. Do, well, what sin? Jake, come yeah, exactly. on. <laughs> We're three Christians. We're, we're podcasters. People rely on us to be perfect. And... Um, <laughs> I'm, of course, using a rhetorical strategy called sarcasm, folks. This is a very personal, relatable, I mean, I don't, mm. know, what, I don't know what to say about it, but it's a psalm that I think yeah. we all can really enter into. Yeah. Uh, maybe uniquely among the first six, I think it's, I mean, they all have, I'm not, I'm not putting any of the other ones down, but I think this one is so personal. If you've ever despaired over your sin, if you've ever just been depressed or down, if you've ever been sad. Well, and here's the other thing is, how many laments do you know? Right. How many laments have you heard? Even among the great hymns, there are precious few mm-hmm. laments mm-hmm. that you can sing. And every church has, every Sunday, there are people who are lamenting. Right. For one. And every church has seasons mm-hmm. yeah. where as a body, you're lamenting your sins, the sins of the church, the sins of the world. They're just precious few laments. And this was our first chance to really take a a lament from scripture have it and be able to own that as a congregation Mm -hmm. so yeah what what happened is and i alluded to this in one of our previous episodes jody and i went away for a week together and and worked on a lot of stuff and just tried to round things out and come back with the we wanted to do that kind of classic thing we're going to go away and we're going to come back with an album yeah a little Mm -hmm. writer's retreat and we got up there and that's when Jody, I probably wrote this in January, February, and the retreat was in March, and Jody came back around and was like, all right, listen, I really think that we've got something here, and so just work with me on it, and he sat down at the piano. We worked through all of the changes that needed to happen. If you listen to the Psalm uh, 5 Every Morning episode, um, this originally had a, a slightly different structure. If you look at the psalm, the bridge is how the psalm ends, mm-hmm. actually, and that was the structure that I wrote the song in. And so it has that sort of turn at the end of it won't be long, it won't be long, you know, was the answer. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so structurally, that was how I originally wrote this song. Musically, uh, it made sense to move the bridge. Mm-hmm. And so we moved the bridge. Actually, I don't think I wrote it as a bridge. I think it was a, maybe another verse. It, it all got condensed into a bridge. Right. A lot of the lines had to be tweaked. We worked that out together, just talked through it in order to fit Jody's melody. And then we got to the end. It was really great. And I was really happy. And Jody was like, well, it's still, I think it's still missing something. Mm-hmm. It needs something more at the end because we took away that sort of turn in the finality that you put um, with that final verse. And then he came up with his coda. Just come, Jesus, come. Come, Jesus, come. Breathe your life in me. 
Yeah. And that, that was just Jody on the spot in the moment having, being inspired. Mm-hmm. I think it just ended up being really great. And I, th- I don't think that I probably cried as much mm-hmm. at hearing one of my songs come to life mm-hmm. as that one. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's and, exceptional. Uh, it really is in terms of how it moves you, stirs you to worship. There are many songs that have moved me the way this one has and have been so helpful. And just, you might not be in the mood to worship. <laughs> you start singing this song with the congregation and then you get to, it's like, you don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's nice is the- You do have a choice, it's leave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, what's nice is you're not in the mood to worship and the psalmist is like, well, neither am I. <laughs> yeah. and that's kind of great. So let's, uh, let's go to God yeah. and say, raise me up into your mercy and I will sing all my days. Yeah. But you start with, don't destroy me in your rage. And that's what's so powerful about it. And it is, this is such a trite word. I was going to say neat, but <laughs> what's a better word than neat? It is wonderful. I don't know yeah. what a nut trite. It, it's really cool to see how God uses a song like this because some, you know, I've actually had this happen to me. I've seen it happen to other people. You know, you will be at a particular place in your life and then it'll just happen to be the day that we sing this song congregationally and it will mean something completely fresh to you because of whatever it is you're going through, because of whatever sin you've just had to confess, because of whatever yeah. sorrow you're enduring at that time. And Jake is absolutely right in saying it can also mean things congregationally because we do experience things as a body. It's just really cool how God will use, you know, this this humble little thing that- Yeah, and it ended up being a really sweet humbling. Like every time, you know, a song like this gets played in worship and you sit there as somebody who had a hand in the process and just think, man, what a sweet kindness of God that I was able to be a part of this. Like, wow, you know? Yeah, and you you step back, and you, there are a million things that could have gone wrong in the writing process, including me digging my heels in. And by God's grace, He gave me just enough <laughs> meekness and humility in just just the right moment to allow this to to happen. And it's just Him, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, really, really good for Jody and my collaboration together um, moving forward from this. Well, that is and one. the development of trust between the two of us. Yeah, I think another thing that I've appreciated so much about this psalm, and I think not only the psalm but just how it was set, is that it's it's unlocked for me. It's helped me to better understand the psalms mm-hmm. in general. Where David hears a man after God's own heart, as he's described in Scripture, and yet he's the one saying, "How long, you know? Right? Where are you? Right?" How long, oh God? And so that gives us the freedom, you know, to be able to say those same things. Mm-hmm. Like, we, when should we go to God? You know, should, if, if we feel that God is far off, should we not, should we not tell him? Right. You know, should we, should we shut down our yeah. emotions? Should we, we say the, these feelings that I'm experiencing right now are sin and therefore I need to put them away? Right. Or do we give ourselves over to them in despair? That what David always does in the Psalms is he just says, this is the reality inside of me. I'd better take this to God. Mm-hmm. And that's like, yeah, that is a huge lesson that I think we've all been learning every step of this process is just being surprised and encouraged to see these godly men in scripture. One yeah. of the things that, man, when we when we first began and we were in the 70s, whatever Psalm I ended up working on, 72 or 74, when I was reading about it and understanding it, one of them it basically says, accuses God 
be careful on how you speak about this, but basically it's like, why are you, why are you standing there with your hands inside your pockets? Mm -hmm. Take your hands outside of your pockets. Don't you see what these wicked men are doing? That kind of thing is in the Psalms. Right. Right. And that's my paraphrase of it, but look it up for yourself. Yeah. Yep. And so we, we know, like if we're, we're suffering, we're depressed, we're down, we've gone through something awful, traumatic, we might have anger towards God. Well, what should we do? Go to him, confess it, or cry out, Lord, do yeah. you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Be don't, near. Don't give yourself over to despair mm-hmm. as though God doesn't see, and don't try to bottle it all up and tuck it away somewhere. You bring it to God. Well, and it's so easy to vacillate between the two bad extremes to fall into one ditch or the other. I, I remember yeah. when I was a kid and my parents were, uh, marriage was falling apart and stuff like that. I would go out into the woods behind our house and there was this ravine and I would walk to the ravine and the trees would part around this ravine and I would look up into the sky and I would scream at God. It was completely profane. I'm not telling this, mm-hmm. this is not a sweet story, right? right? I was just so angry. And so as I repented of that, it was very easy to repent away from even bringing those feelings to God. And, and so seeing that there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it, I don't know, that's a trite way to say it, but seeing that there was a path forward to expressing these things that we all feel to God and that it wasn't just about putting them aside and saying they don't exist or mm-hmm. submerging them down and not acknowledging them, yep. but there was a righteous way to say, God, I'm hurt, I'm upset, I'm angry, I don't understand. There's a million unrighteous ways, but seeing that there was a righteous way, it's been one of the most powerful things about working on this project and repeated over and over in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think, I do want let, to not let it go without commenting here. I think this is the first time we did this. Jody did, as Jake said, come up with, come Jesus, come. That is a very interesting choice that he made there because the Psalms obviously were written before Christ. And it's an it's been an argument over the years, mm. you know, over the centuries. Jody would be much more qualified to speak about this than than I would. But you know, some people say let's not Christify them. Let's not you know let's let them be what they are. And you could make an argument. Actually, I did make an argument at the moment, the time. Yeah. Say, guys, I let's remember. just let's just let it be what it is. But oh Lord, how long? What a beautiful ending. Let's just end with the question. We don't have to answer it. It's it's too much to answer it now. There, there ain't a person listening that would agree with me because everybody, including myself, because everybody loves come Jesus come. But to me it, at the time, it felt like, oh, do we really have to? And, and Jody said, well, Isaac Watts did it. Everybody, you know, there's actually lots of people that have said, well, these Psalms actually do exist within an understanding, within a framework that understands Christ. Mm-hmm. And we have Christ. We have the pole picture. Why shouldn't we simply acknowledge that what the psalmist is actually waiting for is Jesus here? To me, it felt like a bold move. I'm glad. I'm glad we made it. Obviously, it was the right move. But it it's one of those things that feels so natural. That wasn't a choice that feels very natural. But it wasn't made without a lot of thought. Yeah, it is a bold move, and it it does and will get criticism, mm-hmm. you know, from certain people for having done it. But I think it was absolutely right, and uh, and it I don't it connected us. It brings in a reality. Mm-hmm. Christ is in the Psalms. Right. Why should we be afraid to acknowledge that? I think I remember Jody at the time likening it unto coming to the end of a hymn or a psalm and singing the Gloria Patri. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not wrong to come to the end of a psalm or a song yeah. and then move into 
a Gloria right. Patri type of a thing. It, and he might be able to correct this, but I think that part of even how he was thinking of it is we finished this song, mm-hmm. this psalm itself. Now let's respond to it. Yeah, it's it's very common. I think what, what we're getting at here is in many church traditions, it's actually very common to have the Gloria Patri after you sing a psalm. Yeah. Like the Anglican tradition, for exactly. example. Um, not during Lent, but at other times, they'll sing the psalm, and then they'll have the Gloria Patri. And, and that's just glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to, to the Holy Spirit. Spirit. As, as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be a world without end. Amen. Amen. Yeah, exactly. Right. Come, Jesus, come. Right. Is what we're, we're saying here. It's very appropriate. Yeah. It makes total sense. I, I think my the, the argument that I made against it was more of an artistic one, just like, isn't it great to just leave them in darkness and despair? <laughs> <laughs> and Jody's like, no, not really. Let's, let's just, you know. Well, I, what I've found with um, the Psalms is David and David's writing is he he may start like Lord don't rebuke me in your anger, but he almost always ends with some sort of assurance. Yes, and, he does, and, and and confidence or an imprecation. Right, <laughs> one of the two, mm-hmm. almost always. And this this one actually ends with an imprecation. Well, it's both. You know, he's, he and, says and not, depart yeah, from one me. One or the other, they're mingled. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. But the Lord has heard my supplication, right? right? Yeah, he has yeah. that confidence. And that confident note is still in there in the mm-hmm. in that bridge. Yeah, that bridge rocks. I don't know that I have anything more deep to say about that bridge than that, but I always like it. I always like singing that bridge corporately. It comes at the right place and it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Anything to say about this one musically? I think here is another example of just the beauty of simplicity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a drum song. There are drums. There is... There's a kick drum and there's a shaker, and but it doesn't come to the bridge. But the sound of the the keyboard and the guitar it just sets the mood right. Not to toot our own horn, but it draws you in instantly mm-hmm. uh, to the mood of the psalm. But then uh, I mentioned uh, on another episode about the the harmonies. You know, mm-hmm. my soul among lions. The sound. Mm-hmm. This song really has the my soul among lions sound. Yeah. If, if there is one, absolutely. You know, and especially at the end. Um, with come Jesus come that's the sound Mm -hmm. my soul among lions well let's hear the sound of my soul among lions right now as we listen to Psalm 6 Lord how long Depart my anxious body 
Who then would sing you songs of praise? Raise me up into your mercy And I will sing for all my days But oh Lord, how long? But oh Lord, Depart from me, my enemy God's terrible and strong He's rising up to shame you And it won't be long It won't be long But I'm weary with my groaning all night I swim in seas of tears My bones are filled with grief and sadness My eyes grow weak with all my fears Raise me up into your mercy And let my cry come to your ears But oh Lord, how long? 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 If you like this song, it's available to purchase on iTunes, Amazon, wherever you get your music. You can go listen to it on Spotify along with the rest of the My Soul Among Lions catalog. If you want to play it in church this Sunday or in a couple of weeks, go to clearnotesongbook.com. We have all of our songs and lead sheets available to you. And if you want to support this work and you want access to all of our work as it comes out, as it's fresh and new, go to patreon.com forward slash MSAL and support us for as little as a cup of coffee a month.